It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. Laura, we are wrapping up today our month-long series called Treasures in the Desert, and I've loved it. I'm telling you, I've learned a lot about Dubai from you. And yes, um, yes. I've learned so much, Lauren, I don't feel like I need to go now. So it's, <laughs> it sounds like a long plane ride and it sounds like very hot and dry. And I'm just going to oh. live. I'm going to live through your pictures. Oh, well, we can but, do that. That's fine. <laughs> but it has been neat talking about Palm Desert in the beginning of the year and then Dubai about how God um, sustains us right through the, the river of God that it lives within each believer. We need to tap into his presence in order to be able to be sustained, to have what we need for those hot times. Last week, we we were focusing on how God protects us in our desert seasons. And it was fascinating listening to your stories of the herbivores and the predators. And, mm. and that was, it was just great. But we're in a new, this is a new, um, podcast and we're focusing in a very different direction this time about finding life this is where you promised you were going to talk I about did, I you did. know like on the dunes you, you learn from the dune buggy ride that there is life in the desert you have to go look for it absolutely and i am honestly so amazed with this whole series um i love the fact that that you're going to live through the pictures but it's also amazing i'm living through your palm desert stories but there totally is something about living and experiencing that story yourself and i think when we hear other people's desert stories or their testimonies we are wow and we are seeing god's power at work but when we walk through our own desert place deb you know we come out changed on the other side because we have had that experience on our own I find it fascinating, like we talked about last week, that when we go into a desert season, man, we are so tempted to fear or be afraid. We don't want to be there. We want to run away. But how is it? How amazing is it that God protects us in these places? Yeah. Now, that did come out of a story from the desert on a dune buggy. You are right. And it's kind of putting me right back in that dune buggy again. But I have another story today, like you've already alluded to. And I love it when God speaks to our heart through our real life stories that we're living. And this time I will share with you that this is not my first trip to the desert, Debbie. So let's just put it there. Right. And I think that's, there's also something we could do a whole podcast on that. We are not going to go through the desert one time and then boom, we are in the promised land or whatever. But I had been to this particular desert. This is my third time in this particular desert. And interesting. It's a, it's a small place where we stay there. It's actually my third place in this same tent. So my third place looking out, third time looking out of this very same window. And the first thing I do when I get into this uh, tent slash hotel room with air conditioner, um, I go to the window and I look out because I find, I do find beauty in all of the browns and the, the dunes and the way the wind moves them. I find all that very beautiful. And so I remember this time when we just went to Dubai again, I walked in, went right to my window to look out. And the first thing that hit me was something looks different. And I called Dan over and I said, you've got to see this. We've never seen this before. Every other time that I've been in the desert and looked out this window, Deb, it has been um, just mile and mile and mile of brown, light brown, dark brown, sandy brown, tan brown, just nothing but brown uh, as far as you can see. 
And this time when I looked out of my window, it was green. And I, that's why I said, Dan, like you, you've got to come over and you've got to see uh, what is going on here. There are acres and acres of green something covering the ground in a place where there are miles and miles of brown. I was blown away, Deb. It's always been brown, but this time it was green. All right. So now I'm picturing Laura at the same tent, the same window, <laughs> talking to Dan. We know he has his coffee cup because this desert yes. tent has a coffee maker. <laughs> and you're saying to me that in the same in places where you've never seen green before, now you are seeing green in places where you have never seen life before. Now you are seeing life. And I can see you looking out this window. And it's one of those things where you start going, hmm. Yes. Yes. It's the desert. Hmm. You yes. literally are standing there looking out the window. And this is exactly what I'm saying. So this kind of got me stirred up. And I know you and I and our listeners, the same thing. When I see something so profound like this, I'm always like, Okay, God, what are you saying? What because are you saying? This yes. clearly is a wow. So we um, we later on had signed up for one of these activities. I shared last time that we got two activities a day, and we were on a golf cart with somebody who worked at the place. And I just said to her, why is the why desert is green? green? I've been here. This is my third time. I have never seen plants in the desert before. And this woman said to me, well, we know we are, we're truly, you know, so amazed too. The desert is so green. And she said, it's because about a month ago, we had unexpected rain for a week. Now, I, that's a wow, right? Because yeah. we also talked last week about the fact there's no water in the desert. So right. um, she said we had unexpected rain. It lasted for a week. And because of the rain, the, the desert is green. Mm. And I was like, okay, Wow. Was and another, I just thought, hmm. amazing. Yeah. Hmm. And I just kept focusing on the rain. Like, wow, God, thank you for sending the rain. The desert is, is beautiful and green. So later on that afternoon, we were going on our second activity again in a golf cart, this time with another guide. And the guide um, was talking about something else. And we started driving the golf cart actually through these places that are green now. And so I, I said to him, you know, I am blown away at th this green, the amount of green in the desert. I've been here a third time. And, and he goes, well, we are really blown away too. And um, there, um, about a month, he said the same exact thing. About a month ago, uh, we had unexpected rain for a week. And because of the rain, uh, the desert is in bloom. And Debbie, you know how God drops things in your heart? Like a seed? Like a seed in the desert. Absolutely. And um, God just dropped in my heart. It wasn't the rain that caused the green. It was the seed. It was the seed. It was the seed. That man, that goes deep, Laura. In in all of our lives, we are always dropping seed. Every yes. choice that we make, everything that we watch, everything that we read or think about, every conversation that we have is dropping seeds that will be um, triggered, that will be, I don't know the word, like quickened to open up to crack open and to grow when the conditions are right for it. When the water comes in, yep. it produces this beginning growth of the seed. And a lot of times you don't realize the seed that you have in your life already, you know, and, and suddenly where did this attitude come from? Where did this, you know, it seed could be good, right? It could mm -hmm. be a good, beautiful seed. It could be a, a it could be a weed, mm -hmm. you know, but seeds are a big deal. And when I think of our dry seasons, we talked about, 
the places that feel rather deserty in our own lives, we are putting seeds down in that in those places. Not around here in Delaware. I know you're down in Tennessee, but you know things are becoming green and people are starting to plant some of their little seedlings out in their yards and and you you don't look for let me find the driest place of my yes and stick the seed down there and i certainly would never go to palm desert and let me take a hacksaw to cut into this ground and plant a seed and yet in our lives when it's dry it's it's hot it's uncomfortable we are putting seed down by the way we're responding to those places so we need to be really intentional like yes. do you want to plant that attitude in there do you want to plant an ungrateful spirit do you want to plant bitterness or anger or do you want to plant faith do you want to plant things that are like a, a, a seed of gratitude things that um will stay there and then they will be brought to life mm-hmm. when the rains come but but they're there mm-hmm. you know the seeds are there mm-hmm. absolutely and when you look at let's say about planting positive seed right because we also mm-hmm. want to plant seeds that grow right. positive the fruit of the spirit in our in our lives sometimes uh we want to we want to plant seeds that bear life but we look at the broken or the desert dry season that we're in and i think there are so many times when we're in a dry season and and we kind of say what's the use right in planting a seed here because in this dry season, what's going to grow? Like I'm going to plant the seed. It's almost like it's a waste of time. Right. And I think that sometimes uh, this is what I'm thinking when I'm in this desert driving around. Who in the world would plant seed here? Like why would anybody plant seed in such a dry place? But I think as I was driving around, the Lord was really speaking to my heart. Can you look at the dry season and have the faith to plant seed Mm-hmm. In a place that looks like nothing can ever grow. Mm-hmm. And then trust me with the end result. Mm-hmm. But we do, Laura, in September, right around here. Again, I don't know what Tennessee does, but around here, remember, we plant our bulbs in the fall. Yeah. You plant a bulb in the fall and you don't expect to see the daffodil or the crocus or, you know, whatever it is that you have planted. You don't look for it in October. Mm-hmm. And and by January, you're not out there going, oh, when will you grow? Like you plan it knowing that it's going to be the conditions of the warming and the rains of the spring that will bring about that seed. But if you miss that window of September planning, then you will miss seeing the flowers come up in the spring. So yes. you have to be very, very intentional. So when we have those desert times, those desert seasons in our lives to start being intentional, God, what do you want me to plant in that that time? And let's just brainstorm a minute. I'm going to think through what are some dry seasons maybe in our lives. Maybe you have a a challenge, a challenging time in your marriage, Mm -hmm. right? You've, You've been married a number of years and reality has set in that this is not, um, Prince Charming and Cinderella, you know, this is a, this is some work Yes, and, and life happens and children happen. And, that marriage is becoming strained or dry. It's kind of ho-hum or maybe a a dry season might be a really challenging time with one of your children. You know, uh, they're, they're rebelling against the Lord or 
their relationship with you is getting kind of testy called teenage years, right? It's yes, it's a, it's a draining time or it might be long seasons of chronic illness that you're battling or grief, you know, or it's uh, perhaps caregiving, you know, it's long seasons of, of caregiving and you have to really consider what am I planting? How can I speak life? How can I pray into, how can I love and serve other people? How can I hold on to the word? And these are the seeds that we need to be intentional about in those long periods of time that are dry and frustrating or the the heat has been turned up because we know that what you plant, what you sow, you're going to reap. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you just shared about like a broken marriage or a season where your kids are rebelling because sometimes we do look at those places and we say it's not even worth it to plant a seed here. Like nothing's ever going to grow in this place. I've tried everything I can do. And and sometimes it just looks so dry and like such a wasteland. And I, I think so many things in the scriptures tell us that in wastelands, right, God brings about an abundance. And so here in the places that look so dry in our lives, it's so important that we continue to plant seeds. And I really see that from my uh, story on my golf cart going through the desert. I know sometimes also a, a dry season for me, Maybe for others are places where we feel stuck. Uh, desert places may feel like a place that we're in that's a struggle and we just feel like our life is one sand dune to the next and we just right. can't get out of maybe our own way or we feel like we can never get a break or things are never going to change in our story. You know, we just feel God has something different for us and yet we find ourselves stuck in this season. And so if we're in a place like that, what does it look like to plant seeds in a place where you feel stuck. I think for me, in the places where I've felt stuck in the past, planting seeds means put one foot in front of the other one. Mm -hmm. Keep walking, keep trusting. Stop looking down at where you are and start looking on the horizon. Trust God in the place where you are to bring about the abundance and don't try to work it out on your own. Speak the word of life into these broken, stuck places and then really trust him in those places. Rather than focusing on your stuckness, right. focusing on the one who has a plan to release you from that place. Plant seeds in that dry wasteland, knowing that God will bring about the harvest in his time. And our our stuck season right, will be unstuck when God causes it to be brought about. Laura, Elevation uh, Worship has that song, Here Again, mm. which just continues to resonate for me personally, because when you are in desert season, whatever area of life that is that you find yourself, the part of you keeps going, I, I wish I could go back to before it was so dry, you mm, know, before yes. I was so stuck. And, and yet uh, you also don't see how the end is going to play out. I remember the first lines of that song are along the lines of, I can't go back to the beginning. I can't control what tomorrow will be. And if the focus of that whole song is, God, you're right here in the middle with me. Amen. And the focusing on his presence in the moment, that has been a real theme of mine the past three years, present in the moment with what God wants to be doing. Sometimes it is digging down deeper into uh, his presence, which means I need to get rid of things that are blocking me from intimacy with the Lord. It means letting go of expectations of the future. Like, when's it going to rain? God, when are you going to yes. send the rain? I, I, I 
I have no control of that rain. So how about I just look at the weather today and trust him in this moment? It's um, stopping reminiscing so much on the past because that was your happy place. And, and you kind of think back, this is what I'm thankful for in the past, but there are, there, like you said, there's life in this moment. God, life that I can experience because of truths that you've given me in the past that now are springing to life. That scripture that you had me study a year ago, wow, is it starting to resonate with me today? But there's going to be future seasons that he says, I want you to lay down some seed today, knowing that someday you're going to see the fruit of that. And I, I just learning to trust that even if I plant the seed of trusting him and of being grateful and of serving and of listening to him in a season that has no rain, it doesn't mean that these seeds are not going to produce plants. They are going to produce something sometime. If I don't plant it, I'm not going to see it. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking about uh, the planting and the rain. And um, it, what's coming to my heart is it's it really is a two-step process because without the seed, right, there's, if the rain falls on the street and there's no seed, right, there's not going to be mm -hmm. a plant. Right. And yet if we plant the seed and there's no rain, there's not going to be a plant. So there's this piece of obedience in our dry seasons when God says plant a seed. There's a piece of obedience and trust, mm -hmm. but there's also the piece that God is the one who's going to send the rain. So there's this two-part process. It's like what you were just saying, you have to trust God with the timing mm -hmm. on this also, because uh, I, I listened to all this and I say, well, who really wants to be in the desert long enough to see the seed blossom? Right. You know, we plant the seed and we're like, all right, seed planted tomorrow. God, let's bring the rain and get this growth thing going on, because if it takes a month for this plant to burst into color, I don't want to be here any longer than I have to be here. And we have to trust God with the calendar and the season and our hearts, too, because I don't want to stay in the desert long enough sometimes to see it bloom. And yet, if I don't stay in that dry place after I've planted the seed, I don't get to see the glory in the desert. Um, we don't want to, I wonder if the reason maybe we don't plant seeds in the desert, Deb, is because secretly we're hoping that this desert season isn't going to be long enough to see it bloom. Well, I gotta tell you, you, you were mentioning this is your third time to Dubai. And I know that these little seeds were probably planted in between your visits, but personally, some of the, the deserts that I have revisited you know, in my lifetime, there are things that I learned in my number one and number two deserts that sprung to life mm. in my third desert where I didn't start the desert mm. with no green. Like there yes. were things that God deposited in the first hard times that are now part of what I'm living. Yes. And it's already sustaining me even as I enter that hard time. Mm. Yeah. Laura, there's a scripture in Isaiah 35, one and two. Let's take a quick look at that. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will greatly rejoice and shout for joy. Let's let's look at that. It's We're talking about the desert, right? The desert and parched land is glad and they're rejoicing. You know, I think most of us, 
maybe you came into this podcast going desert versus Caribbean. Okay. <laughs> Rat poison or cheese. You know, it's kind of right, like, right. <laughs> why would I want to be glad to go to the desert? And yet the word is saying it's in those places, the desert and the parched land, there is gladness and there is a reason to rejoice and like the crocus, right? Which is our first sign of spring around here. Everybody gets so excited when you see crocuses coming up. You're like, we have lived through winter. Like, this is great. It bursts into bloom. That is this explosion of God saying, there is life even in the hard, dry places. And and as the rain starts to come in the spring, which everybody's like, oh, spring rain, Ugh, let's just get outside. We need that rain for the plants to grow. You need you need to have the experience of being dry to really appreciate when God rains down his Holy Spirit. It, it, he's in you already. It just starts to bubble up where he's like, I'm speaking to you. The word is becoming alive to you. Yes. And you're finding God is faithful to his promises. And for all of those reasons, when you are in the dry place, you can still be thankful. You can still rejoice because in the midst of that dry place, God is revealing that he's there. That's an encouragement for us. He turns desert seasons around because there were seeds that were planted. We are not designed by the father to live our entire lives in the desert. Absolutely. You know? And so yep. the key is, will you be willing to plant godly kingdom-minded seeds in the dry places because you will reap what you sow on the other side absolutely i love the fact that that scripture goes to the the word crocus and and like you shared it is the first flower to bloom but i love the word burst here also because have you ever been um walking around in let's say march and the ground is frozen and covered with snow and you still are like wearing your parka and your hat and your gloves and your your boots right and you're so cold and it's like everything is just dead and frozen over and then it feels like the very next day all of a sudden you there's color on the ground and i remember so many times even this year being like where did those crocus come from yeah. oh my goodness like the crocus are here it felt like it was winter yesterday and today i feel like it's spring like i see new life on the horizon and i feel like sometimes when our desert season is over it, it's not it's it's almost like the crocus blooming it's like you've been in that dead, dry, hard season for so long. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's we a crocus it. blooming. We made it. I feel alive. God has brought me through. I'm seeing the seeds that I planted burst with the rain of the Holy Spirit. And I know I'm going on to that next that I go through, you know, season transition, dry season of transition. I know that I'm going on to the next. I remember in 2010, my dad passed away in February and, um, man, I, I mean, I've shared my story here before. I, I took it really, really hard. And for months and months, I, I just struggled. I was in such a dark, hard place, really filled with so much uh, grief. And in September, October, I remember thinking I just needed to get back to the Y. Now, I hadn't been to the Y in years uh, for other reasons, but in previous seasons, the Y was always a place I would go to feel kind of, I don't know, just healthier or a, a more alive. I just decided I was going to go to the Y in September or October. This is, what, nine months later, ten months later. I went to a step class at the Y, and I always did step before this. And when I came 
uh, out of step class. I got back in my car and I pulled down the rear view mirror and I could feel that my hair was dripping with sweat and I could feel I was so tired and exhausted. But that one hour of step class had breathed so much life back into my soul. Uh, I, I was jumping around. I was moving my arms. I was moving my legs. I could see in the mirror during step that I was actually kind of come into life and when I sat in the car even though I, I literally my face was as red as a tomato and my hair was dripping wet I pulled down that mirror and I looked at myself no makeup on red face wet hair and I I felt alive again and I just said I'm back yep. like I've made it through the desert I am alive again and it was like that crocus I took a selfie sent it to a friend and I said this is the first time I have felt alive in a very long time that is a marked moment in my story I always go back to. And to me, it's that crocus has burst up. Like, oh my goodness, I'm alive. And I have to look at those nine, 10 months, whatever it was that were so hard for me in my dry place. Even though it was so hard, Debbie, I continued to cling to the word of God, right? I might've been asking God all kinds of questions, but I went to the word, I was planting seeds, never knew when or if they were gonna burst. And here I am, like, feeling joy out of the desert, feeling like God has brought me through. I stayed there for a long time. I stayed there long enough to see the flowers bloom. <laughs> but I'm so grateful for the opportunity that God gave me to plant seeds in a hard place. Because I, I don't think I've ever felt as alive as I did in that moment because I had never felt as dead as I had before that. And so really that bursting forth was was just a powerful moment for me and a testimony. I'll share with you a, a pivotal moment for me and I won't go into specifics about it, um, but I, I'm gonna put it out there for, uh, especially parents, this was a parenting moment for me where um, you have dreams, right? For your kids and, and most of us parents, we like to write the story of how our kids are gonna uh, do life, how that's going to play out. And really it's not about what we write. It's about what God writes. So it was a uh, springtime and I was leading a Bible study and life on the home front was going pretty smoothly. And I sent the ladies outside. It was just a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday night. And I said, let's go out because God loves to speak through his creation. And we had our Bibles, our journals, our pens and go out in God's creation, see where he draws you to go sit on our property and invite the spirit to just draw your heart to a scripture and how God will want to speak to you. We kind of use that reads that we talked about in March and April. We did this outside. Well, I'm heading outside with my journal and I'm crossing over my driveway. It's the blacktop. And there is a single blade of grass coming up out of a big crack in the blacktop. And the Lord tells me to sit down right there. And my first thought was, God, we have so many pretty flowers. Yeah. Why <laughs> do you want me sitting on this blacktop? So I sat there and he began to speak to me so clearly about seeds. Mm. He said, um, you know, in the kids, uh, there's going to be a season of hard surface, like a blacktop and a crack. Cause I had a, a big crack in my, my driveway. And the Lord said, it's, it's going to be a time where it's not only hard in their hearts, but there's going to be cracks and cracks you think are areas where things are falling apart, probably not in alignment with how God would want them to be living. And he says, but there are the seed that is deep down in this crack on my blacktop. 
the rain was able to come in through the crack and water that seed that I was not aware was there. Mm. Right. Somewhere, maybe a bird had dropped it there. Maybe it was going all the way down to the dirt underneath. I don't know where the seed came from, but there was a seed inside that crack and the rain had gotten in there through the crack. And that seed had started growing without me knowing it until it burst on the upside of my driveway. And as I began to listen to what the Lord was speaking to my heart, he said, I want to encourage you because the soil of the heart of a child is going to get hard and there's going to be some cracks. There's going to be some Mm -hmm. choices that they make that are not what you would want, not what Mm -hmm. God would want, but the seed that has been planted for that child's lifetime, the word of God, the praying into them, praying with them, teaching them the word it's in there. The seed is in there. And he says, Debbie, I will work through their cracks in their life to get to allow my Holy Spirit to rain on that seed mm-hmm. and cause it to grow. And very clearly, he told me, you are to bless the seed, mm. regardless of how hard that season is. And I think all of us in some relationship in our lives have felt like it's just nothing's changing. Mm-hmm. There has if there has been seed that has been planted, bless the seed. And I'm telling you for a number of years, I chose, it was a regular part of my prayer time. God, I bless the seed, Mm -hmm. the word of God that I planted in this kid's lives. I bless it. I bless it. I bless it. Now I'm going to fast forward, you know, to 2022. I have young adult men who are walking with the Lord Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful because he wrote their story his way. Mm -hmm. The seed that was there that was planted, the Holy Spirit truly watered it and brought life. So that's a challenge. Number one, to not, not to get discouraged when you, you know, that you've planted seeds in the lives of your children or your marriage or some loved one in your family, bless the seed that's already there, but don't be lazy mm-hmm. as a parent, as a, as a spouse, you know, you are to speak those seeds of truth. And to pray because all of that is seed. If you don't plant it, when the rains come, it won't grow. And so right. just that whole package, you know, this guy's just bringing back this story to my heart, reminding me that was a long desert season. Yeah. But the seeds were there. Bless the seed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I think our takeaway for today, Deb, is if you're in a, a struggle in a dry place, if you feel forgotten or you're in the place uh, where you just feel so dry that you, you don't feel like it's ever going to be a place of rejoicing. The takeaway today is get out a packet and start planting some seed. Take some action in your dry desert place. Know that the places that look like they've been forgotten have not been forgotten by the Lord. Do your part and plant some seed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. So good, Laura. So, uh, you know we're going to leave the desert. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe in, uh, maybe in the month of June, we'll go to the ice cream store. I have no idea, but at this point, we're just going to leave the desert and just, um, hold on to those truths that we talked about digging down into his presence, the aquifer, that is that river of God that will never run dry. He always sustains us when we dig down into greater intimacy with him. He protects us in the desert And he will bear fruit in the desert through the unusual seeds, right? That have been planted uh, by us at different times, you know, prior Mm -hmm. to the times getting hot and and dry. So it's been such a 
fun month just doing this with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if mm-hmm. you have been encouraged by this, if look, if you know somebody who has really been going through their own desert time, they're in that really frustrating, lonely, I feel forgotten time. I would ask you to send them the links, send, you know, give them the link to the podcast for the whole month. I don't think it's a one and done. I think you have to listen to the whole month for the full takeaway and uh, and share it, share it with somebody because sometimes even just sharing this podcast becomes a seed that you're planting in the heart of somebody else. It's been yep. so good. So good. So thanks, Laura, for all you're sharing about Dubai. We ask you guys to um, come back and join us in the month of June. Man, we're headed into our summer month, so it's going to be good. Yep. We're excited to see what God has for us. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you in seven days. Yeah, God bless you. See you soon. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.